Hello, ladies and gentlemen, and welcome to the TSMU Q&A series. I'm your host, Ashkan, Collegiate Valorant Shoutcaster at CSUN. And today we're joined by the wonderful Kat, Social Media Coordinator and Team Manager at TSM. For this Q&A, ladies and gentlemen, we're going to be pulling your questions from the Q&A channel in our Discord, discord.gg slash TSMUniversity or TSMU. Go ahead and hop into the Discord, ask your questions, and as a reminder, if you ask a question, you will be entered into a TSMU exclusive giveaway for the My Hero Academia collection. So get those questions in. I'm sure you all are curious about Kat anyways. But to kick things off, Kat, how are you doing? How are you feeling? Give me the rundown of your day. Um, I'm definitely very nervous, <laughs> I guess. Like, I haven't really been interviewed like this before. So it's a different kind of feeling rather than like a normal stream. So I'm very nervous for sure <laughs> and that's absolutely valid but these 30 minutes 40 minutes are going to breeze by we're going to have a lot of fun questions and a lot of fun times so i'll kick things off for you just to just something fun you know warm us in break the ice i wanted to ask you what was the first video game you ever played right because we started down this esports journey path one way or another so usually it's a domino effect and that first domino is the first time we interact with video games so to you what was that first game <laughs> so, I mean, like, I grew up, like, playing, I guess, stuff on my DS and stuff, like, Pokemon and stuff like that, but what really got me, like, my first ever competitive game was League of Legends. Um, unfortunately, I was introduced by an ex-boyfriend, um, <laughs> so, and that was not a good relationship anyway, but um, from there, I just got really into League Esports. Um, and then I started playing these other competitive games. So like um, it went from League to uh, let's say like uh, Rainbow Six Siege and then into Apex, um, just kind of spiraling from there. Um, and then I went to Ohio State University um, and decided to be a part of their collegiate program from there. Um, and I've, heard, I kind of went from there. I've heard some really good things about OSU. What did you do uh, up there specifically? Um, I was uh, basically, uh, I worked with the Varsity Esports. I directly worked with the director of esports over there um, um, as a student employee. And I was, they also have an esports arena. So mm. I was helping managing that facility and working there. So, okay. Uh, esports arena, like, give me the rundown of what the esports arena looked like, if you could verbally um, visualize it for me. There's like, 60 gaming PCs, some Nintendo Switches, a VR headset. Uh, there's also a broadcasting studio. So pretty much everything you need. Um, it was like, it was when it was just built. So it was like the first year. Um, and that's when I was uh, part of the program. Hmm, understood. I'm, run that back for me. Did you say 16 or 60? 60. Six zero, yeah. <laughs> I'm, I'm, I'm rethinking the university that I went to. I'm, <laughs> well, I'm... to be fair, Ohio State's a really big university, um, so I'm not really surprised on that. Hey, fair enough. They got to accommodate all the students. I mean, CSUN's got a lot, a lot of students, but you know, I'll just dunk on my on my student presence. <laughs> we're, ho we're, you know, we're homies. So I'll just dunk on them. Be like, get us more PCs. But um, moving outside of gaming, just temporarily, what would be your favorite hobby? you know something that you do to pass the time you just got to get off the screens you know are you a grass toucher you go to the gym oh, like, what do you uh, what do you do i definitely should be going to the gym and that's something i definitely want to work out uh, work well work out and work on um 
I just moved to Austin um, a few days ago. Um, so I kind of thinking about picking up a couple different hobbies. Like I don't have any hobbies right now other than gaming. So but I think I've been thinking about picking up uh, the, the guitar. I kind of want to learn the guitar and then actually going to the gym for once. So picking up an instrument is definitely one of the harder skills and hobbies, but it's like super rewarding. Uh, <laughs> not that I was any good at it, but in the eighth grade, I picked up the viola and that was pretty fun. But, mm -hmm. uh, you know, as as a middle school hobby is, it went with the year. Yeah, definitely. Yeah, it was a fun time. I picked up guitar for a brief time in middle school as well. And I did really like it. But I guess like I do want to revisit it again. Um, just to play for myself, you know. <laughs> Understood. So now that we've got uh, through a couple of the casual questions, one final thing before we move on. If I asked you to give us a fun fact about yourself, could be related to gaming, could be outside of gaming, what would you tell us as that fun fact? You know, my name is Kat, but I'm allergic to cats, so. Okay, no, that's fair. Yeah. That's fair. <laughs> that is a bit Are you allergic to dogs too or just cats? No, no just cats. That is that is unfortunate. <laughs> yeah. uh, is is cat short for Catherine or anything like that? No, cat's actually a nickname. So I actually got my nickname because I'm really afraid of water. I can't swim. <laughs> um, I'm like, and like if I get water on my face, I freak out. Or if like I ha I'm in the like open water, I freak out a lot. It's just like I'm really scared of water. Understood. So. Like like a cat, for example, and then yeah, that basically like... that's where the nickname came from, and just kind of stuck. Huh. Understood. That's really awesome. Okay. Mm -hmm. The home the homies gave you the name, and we we rode with it. Like yeah. <laughs> so, the question number one is, how did you get your start in esports? And so we already kind of touched on OSU a little bit, but if you could dive deeper into that, and then your transition from OSU into the industry, give us a little bit of that background. Um, so yeah, I, I guess my first like dive into esports was collegiate esports, um, getting involved with OSU's um, league team um, at the time, and just kind of, I mean, just just being involved in it. Um, I would go to watch parties for like let's say worlds and stuff like that. I was, you know, uh, a C nine fan back then. I, you know. I will admit it. I was a C9 fan back then. I am a You've TFM changed fan factions. right now. Yeah, yeah. I, I've changed. I've changed. Um, but, and then COVID hit. Um, I left school because of COVID and everything like that. Um, and then I was actually doing a social media job with a real estate company. Um, that's when one of my friends from Ohio State actually referred me to Dunk when Dunk was looking for a Japanese social media intern. Um, and that's how it went. It kind of just, I applied, I interviewed, I cried so hard when I found out I got the job. <laughs> like, I cried so much, um, but it was a really exciting opportunity to, uh, that led me up to where I am right now, so. <laughs> Understood. So then is... Uh, I guess a side question: uh, Are you bilingual, multilingual, tri uh, like quadrilingual? What do you got in your speak pocket? English and Japanese. Um, yeah. I speak 
Japanese fluently. Um, so I guess that's why I got the job, you know? <laughs> oh, I see. Understood. Is that a, um, how did you acquire it? Was it through the household? Did you study it? Uh, um, you, did you I, go abroad? I grew up in Japan until I was 18. So I went to oh. elementary, middle, and high school there. Um, and then I came to the States for college. Hmm. Uh, ah, okay. That's very <laughs> that's awesome. My Japanese is not amazing, but I, no, I you you're like I was caught off guard right now. I wasn't expecting to hear Japanese. <laughs> <laughs> it is uh it is an awesome language. I've done martial arts since I was young. So I've I've been trying to learn uh the the language as well, but I think it's it's an awesome thing to to do. So, and I encourage anyone who's watching that if you only speak one language, pick up a second one for sure. Mm -hmm. But to uh, uh, to move forward, specifically your educational background, what is that in? When you were at OSU, what did you study, and how did that transition for you into doing social media? So you went into real estate, and then you went, got onto TSM. What were you studying, and how did that apply? So I was studying computer science and engineering. Uh, uh, in university. Um, I, I was like, first originally went in because I went into the artificial intelligence stuff and then I got really into esports. So I was like, huh, I kind of want to do game design and kind of just went through there. Um, I mean, unfortunately, I did not finish school, but it is something I definitely do want to revisit and hopefully get at least a computer science degree um, just because I really did enjoy it. <laughs> It's it's definitely a, a rewarding, uh, a rewarding major and a lot of a very popular one at that. I think it's really impacted uh, right now, but super popular. I personally swapped out from computer science to communications, but it is definitely like one of those things that you can go a long way with it. So yeah. then how did you pick up those social media skills on the side? Was it something you were doing throughout college? Um, so I did. I mean, I've been doing like, I mean, very casually with Twitch streaming um, past few years. And then um, during COVID, I really got into TikTok and I did content stuff for TikTok. I unfortunately deleted everything. So you guys can't lurk and find it. So uh, just wanted to let you know. But I really got into TikTok. And then from there, I uh, kind of just showed my social media skills to this real estate company. So I got uh, picked up for that. Sorry, I just saw Edwin say that someone show her Loba clip. We did. <laughs> that is one of the most interesting clips of my streaming career for sure. Um, so it's, I guess, just like mainly from like being involved in streaming and kind of being mindful of what I tweet. That's like the best way I could describe it, how like I got my social media skills. Understood. So it came like and throughout that time when you were streaming, I guess it was a point in which you were also growing your own individual brand. Would that be correct or uh, am I off the mark? Yeah, I would I would say so. I was definitely trying to grow my individual brand and then COVID hit and I got really camera shy to where I kind of just stopped <laughs> doing that kind of stuff. But it's something that I revisit every now and then. Absolutely, fair enough. So I want to move into your first opportunity in the industry. So we talked about TSM. Was that specifically your very first opportunity? Did you transfer as an intern into an associate? And what was that process like? 
So yes, uh, TSM was uh, my first opportunity in the industry. Um, so I started out as an intern. A week later uh, is when uh, we launched TSMJP. Um, so it was a really big thing. Like I was, it was a lot of pressure. Like I was kind of scared how it was going to turn out. Fortunately, reaction went really well. Everything went smoothly. And then over the few months, I kind of just learned how to manage a brand account per se, like learning what's good, a good way to make content for uh, Twitter, what receives really well with uh, Japanese audiences, um, that kind of stuff. Um, and towards the end of the year and beginning of the year of uh, the next year, um, I was helping out with signing our uh, Japanese content creators they have currently right now. So I was uh, kind of working <laughs> with the talent management in that kind of way. Um, and then I officially got hired on to TSM as a social media coordinator in February. Um, and then a couple months later, we announced our two Japanese influencers. Um, and that was when I actually uh, got offered to um, to, I guess, basically their talent manager at the time. Mm. Um, so basically how I got into talent management. And then a couple months later, um, with Vi stepping in, into uh, TSM University's uh, leading role, um, I was asked if I would like to uh, basically fill her shoes on the team management side. And I was like, sure, why not? You know, And here I am now. <laughs> So it sounds like it's been a really long journey with a lot of a lot of hectic turns, but very exciting developments. Right. Yeah, definitely. It was definitely not what I, where I would imagined where I've been one year ago. It's crazy how much has changed in one year. And it's been the best year of my life. I can't complain. And I just definitely feel very fulfilled in my career right now. That's wonderful. Having that fulfillment, especially. And I think that's what a lot of people tuning in or trying to chase after and get their foot in the door when you i don't even know how to put this into words right you you got your foot into the door with the internship and everything kind of went from there emotionally what was that process like do you think there was a lot of uh, work to be done do you think it was one thing after another did you feel the transition was very smooth and what is what is the advice that you would give to younger college students right now trying to get into esports, do you think they should brace themselves or do you think it is a very friendly entryway into the industry? So again, there was a lot of big stuff like thrown at my way, kind of, right? Um, but every single time I had the opportunity to turn it down if I didn't want to do it. But I decided to say yes to every single thing because I just wanted to, I guess, get that experience. Like, even if I try and didn't go well, oh, well, I guess it wasn't for me kind of thing. Uh, but I just wanted to, I guess, like, I try, like, so, like if I've been offered to try something new, I would, might as well take it. Um, and I think that was kind of like the mentality um, that I think a lot of college students um, or students or people who want to get an industry right now um, definitely should do. So, like, uh, for me, it was like um, going, like I actively went and joined my uh, college's uh, esports uh, program. So going out of your way, getting out of um, your com comfort zone just to be involved in stuff, uh, be involved in what you want to do. It's 
I know it's hard. And for me, there was a lot of scary times, a lot of times where I felt the pressure, especially with, you know, talking with big influencers, um, trying to uh, get them signed to TSM and stuff like that. That was very nerve wracking, especially because I was just very not confident in my uh, ability. But right, like looking back on it, it's something that I'm really glad I did. Um, and it was definitely like um, led to my growth into where I am right now. So understood. So there's a couple of, of key takeaways to summarize. And so the first thing I'd I guess the first point is you get out of the experience in the industry what you put into it. Was that would you say that that is accurate? Yeah, I'd say so. I'd say like take what you can get is definitely what I would say to do. Understood. Especially with I like that you also brought up the extracurriculars that you sought out working with OSU and that being the first step because definitely if you're listening right now and you're in college you need to find your student organization or even a student organization at another school and get involved with the community. I've heard oftentimes that the esports industry is a very closely knit community. What, what would your opinion be on that phrase? I mean, so I definitely agree on that, especially because if I didn't join my collegiate esports program, I would have never known about this TSM Japan social media position. Um, only reason why I knew is because one of my friends referred me to it. Um, so in that kind of sense, yes, I do think it's closely knit, especially since that person's working for Genji now, along with other people I know and uh, from the collegiate scene. Um, and then naturally, when you start working with other people, you start to know everyone, know where everyone's working and start to get close to them as well. Understood. So a quick transition over to some of the audience questions. I want to just kind of crank them out for you. Mm -hmm. Galaxy asks, how does someone get into the social media coordinator role? So we talked about your experience and how you were building your own brand and started from, from Twitch to TikTok to the real estate company. If you could go back and try to quote unquote redo uh, your skill building, how would you do it? What advice would you give? Um, for me, what I did was, um, especially for Japan social media, um, I did a lot of research on what other organizations were doing, um, kind of looking to see like what was their popular tweet. And then for me, what I also did was in the beginning was practicing writing copies uh, for the tweet. So like, let's say um, tweeting about this event, um, they phrase it that way. How would I phrase it kind of thing or just making up stuff. Um, so kind of just practicing your copywriting skills. Um, it's a lot of learning from other people. And I guess just being sensitive to what trends are going on right now. Right. Um, so being able to know what uh, lingo is popular right now and what kind of memes are going on right now. So I think that's like a very important uh, skill set to have um, in social media. Under, from my understanding of it, I'm not a social media associate. So if I say anything wrong, correct me on the spot. But it, it's a lot of juggling, as you said, language and culture, brand identity. And as you specifically said, writing skills. Do you think there's a good way to practice those? I know a lot of clubs are trying to get social media associates like student volunteers. Do you think that 
practicing copyrights on your own as an individual is effective? Or do you feel like there needs to be hard numbers for any applicant to a social media position? So that's like the tricky part. Obviously, um, I wouldn't say I'm like, like really good at copywriting. I definitely think like other people on teams, such as like Bytor and Griff are like really good at copywriting compared to me. Uh, but um, I guess you only have so much you can tweet about, right? And one tweet, just getting across all that important information, but also making it engaging at the same time is definitely tricky and uh, takes practice. Um, Bytor, um, he specifically kind of coached me on it. Um, he helped me. He was like, hey, so we're going to have to tweet about this YouTube video. What are a few, like, um, keywords would you take out of this video and then kind of thing and just kind of um, going from those keywords trying to see like if you can build an engaging tweet uh, around that Understood. and this is actually a perfect segue into galaxy's next question which is what is the approval process like when it comes to tweets and posts um so for na um i would say like like we have multiple people looking at it. We have a project for it and everything like that. So there's always like eyes on it. Um, people, uh, and then like sometimes we're like, hey, maybe we should re rewrite this copy this way or some, um, someone else writes it a different way or um, just like we make changes like that. It's all visible to everyone. Uh, Japan side of things, uh, for the most part, I don't like, uh it's just like i mean like if i need help i definitely ask for it but since i'm the one who understands the culture most uh mostly i do the tweets without really like having someone overlook it unless i'm like really unsure about it or if it's like a meme or something like that so interesting you might have like a technical question or maybe a brand question but in in the scope of the culture and the language, it's essentially your own judgment completely. Correct. Yes. Okay. That's an interesting, that's an interesting position to be in because it's almost like a manager sort of level, but at the same time, uh, you know, you definitely have pe the people to lean on. And I think, right. I think that's really, really cool. Also, I'd get suggestions from like the team, like, Hey, what do you think about like tweeting this on Japan? And then I could be like, Oh yeah, that would definitely work. I would just have to change the wording on Japan and stuff like that. So I would get suggestions, but ultimately it's up to me to see if it's a culture fit or not. And if that goes out onto the Japan account or not. That is awesome. Speaking of the Japan account, uh, trip wants to ask, what is your favorite part about TSM Japan? I think. For me, that was my favorite part is just being able to directly interact with Japanese fans and seeing the like the fan base grow between uh, like grow right in front of my eyes. Like last year when we launched, we got 20, we had 20k followers. I think 24 hours after um, we launched, and then now it's over 150k followers. Um, seeing that growth like real close and being able to contribute to it has been one of the best feelings ever like i definitely sometimes feel like that imposter syndrome where i feel like i'm not doing enough or um it's just like i feel some pressure sometimes but i just kind of look back on that and see like the count's grown so much we've grown 
a Japan fan base, it's, I guess, probably the best feeling for me, <laughs> to be honest. Oh, yeah. I mean, absolutely. You are you are that guy. Like you, you brought it up. You said you had like twenty k in twenty four hours. You bring it up. I, I, I'm not a math person. I was about to say ten times, but that's not how math works. But you've got a significant margin increase. You are basically the the sole person to interact with the fan base. Of course, you have the guidance and the help of your peers, but like that is to be celebrated. And I mean, it, it's awesome. There's there's no there's no way to describe it other than that is amazing and it's it's worth being celebrated. And Thank thank you <laughs> congratulations i guess like hey you know uh, but certainly certainly an awesome feat and uh to to push forward uh leanne wanted to know what was the transition into a team manager role like right because you came through with all of these these achievements uh, on the side of tsm japan and of course communication is kind of an overarching skill between these two mm -hmm. roles but it's a very different type of communication so how was that transition so it was definitely a very interesting transition so it went from me never really speaking to any of our like talent or influencers to be to being i guess interacting with them on a day-to-day -day basis um on top of that i guess team managers is like there's no real manual to learn the job um, there's so much that goes into it the best way i can describe it is like being basically like a mom to the teams and like being able to uh, communicate like directly, like being that bridge between the org and team, right? And how like uh, Edwin said it, just wing it. That's basically how it is. Like for me, it's like winging it. If I have any questions or if I'm any uncertain about anything, I'd go to let's say uh, Austin or Scales or Dominic. Like they're very helpful they're very good on answering questions and they're always there to help me if i ever need it so awesome having the having the resources support system so the the i think it comes down to from what i'm hearing with the background in social media as well as the transition to team manager you've had a lot of support in the internal parts of tsm right yeah that's awesome uh what has been the most rewarding and challenging aspect of being involved with several Valorant teams? And how has it uh, helped you grow and shape your own growth? Um, with Valorant being a really popular game and being uh, one of the biggest games right now, it definitely felt like a lot of responsibility for sure. Um, especially like, I guess like I just, I mean, I, it was very exciting to be like a part of it and everything like that. Um, and I got to uh, go on boot camps and I got to go for a LAN uh, with the Valex girls. And I guess <laughs> I don't know how to really answer the question. Um, I think just. Hmm. <laughs> I can rephrase think. it. I can yeah. rephrase it. How, what are some key moments you've had with the Valorant team? If, you know, if you've had any, I mean, hey, you know, if you don't, you don't. Mm -hmm. But what are some key moments that you would describe as maybe the aha moment or a moment that has changed your perception of, of TSM or Valorant as a whole? I guess like when I went to land with the Valorant girls and seeing them actually compete in front of me, that just it gave me a whole rush of feelings of, you know, uh, being in the tournament environment with them, 
being able to support them um, and help them out whenever they need it. I guess that was kind of an aha moment. It was just like, it's a feeling that I really can't describe. It just felt like a really big adrenaline rush, but just like kind of like taking it all in, like taking in that atmosphere, taking in what I do for TSM kind of thing. If I could put it into words, I'll try my best here. Would you describe it as a sense of uh, a rewarding feeling due to your involvement with the team? Or would you say it's a general self, uh, sense of self-satisfaction? Would you say it's in intrinsic or extrinsic? I would say it's more rewarding kind of feeling, for mm. sure. Like a, like a teacher with their students, perhaps? Yeah, definitely. That kind of feeling. Okay, very cool. And then the final question for so far, Eric asks, which of your roles do you enjoy the most? Oh, that's, that's, that's going to be a toughie. The team manager, the uh, CC ma content creation manager, or the social media manager, and why? Um, I wouldn't say there's like, there, like one specific role that I like the most, right? Mm. If I were to answer that question in, in a different kind of way, I think for me, I enjoy being able to do TSM Japan stuff the most, I guess, because I get to directly see the growth too and directly, I feel like I have a lot more direct impact on it. Mm. Um, personally, I really enjoy seeing it, but not, not saying like I don't enjoy team management or social media and stuff. I definitely do enjoy uh, team management, interacting with the players, um, and my talent as well. Um, it's definitely like uh, my talent as in like, you know, my content creators, I didn't mean <laughs> as my personal talent, but, um, I think, I think just being able to, I guess, work on Japan is like what I enjoy the most. Hmm. So that core concept of kind of building the community, being involved with, uh, with an external audience that is closer to you. Mm -hmm. Correct. Okay, awesome. Oh, we got a few more rolling in. Kathy asks, how do you balance your day-to-day -day responsibilities as a team manager and also social media manager? Very practical question, Kathy. Um, so I use Notion to kind of write a to-do list to kind of just um, make sure I, like, if like I'm doing something, I kind of just try to type it down as soon as I can. Uh, one thing I'd say is like, if something gets thrown my way, I try to do it ASAP so I don't forget about it or it doesn't slip my eye. So I think that's my one thing is like when you get something, do it right away. Um, that way, you know, you're not procrastinating, you're not putting it off or you just don't forget about it. So obviously, sometimes I'll have those times where I'm like, oh, crap, like I was caught up with something else. I forgot about it. But that's when I, I use my uh, notion or like note taking just to kind of make sure I have it visually just in case if I need it, need it as well. Understood. And as a side question, do you did you ever used to have problems with procrastination, or do you think you've always really like you've just been on top of it? Um, I would say like as most people do, some like you know like there are times where you want to procrastinate, where you just don't want to do anything, you just want to chill. Um, and the thing is, I've learned for myself, and I there's different ways for people to do it. For myself, I've learned the best way to do it is to do it right away or it's just going to sit there. Um, mm -hmm. So that's how I learned to do my stuff is doing it right away, 
making sure I'm on top of it, like making my, like forcing myself to do it um, really has just helped me a lot. Um, instead of just like sitting there and staring at like my to-do list, I'm like, oh gosh, I need to do this, 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 this. It's just kind of trying to do it before it gets stacked up, you know? Understood. Yeah, that's a, it's a very common theme with college students is a lot of us are suffering with the, the element of procrastination. And so <clears throat> trying to find those strategies and get ourselves to move forward. So would you say that that is, that is the advice you would give is just you got your to-do list and get going on it? Yeah, definitely. Uh, there you go. asks, as a person who is in charge of social media in Japan, which is a form of marketing, uh, what are some important social media specific things that you have to adapt uh, to for Japan in comparison to the United States? So for Japan, um, I think like one interesting thing is like memes work mm. don't really work as well in J in Japan. Like there's different kinds of memes, but for an org posting a meme, it'd be more like something they had to create organically rather than like using a template. Um, just because Japan really doesn't like using like stuff that can involve copyright in it. Um, so kind of avoiding using templates, but I guess making memes on their own. Um, Japan, there's like different kinds of like ongoing, I guess like, you know how like there's like Twitch chat memes and stuff like that. So like being able to know that kind of stuff and, and implementing it into tweets or into just like um, the tone of the tweet and stuff like that. So understood. And we were talking about your checklist. You know, you start off the day with your to-do list, used Notion. Mm -hmm. What is usually on that checklist? You know, what is your day-to-day -day like? What it, would, or maybe even week-to-week, -week because, you know, sometimes things so, are on a week schedule. It really depends. I'm not, there is definitely no, there's like, no day is the same. There's definitely like different things happening every day. So my to-do list is actually separated into four to-do lists. It's like a grid. So mm. I have my personal to-do list. So it could be just like simple, like take out the trash, do laundry kind of things. Then I have Japan uh, to-do list. So I specifically say Japan to-do list because this can be like something like, oh, I need to curate this content for Japan or I need to work on translating this or something like that. So specifically Japan related stuff. Then I have team management. So this would be mainly where it comes to like uh, Valorant um, stuff. So anything around the Valix Girls of Val Academy team um, is where I would have team management um, written down there. Um, and then I would have socials. Um, socials would be, again, it could be something that overlaps with Japan, but usually I would put in like writing copy, uh, curating Japan-specific content or even uh, doing NA stuff, like writing copy for NA or looking for clips and stuff like that. Okay, so there's a, so there's a vast variety and a lot of room for, for deviance within the schedule. Understood. Right, but, yeah, but the best way I guess I separate it is having those four different to-do lists, so I kind of just keep track of it that way. Okay. Definitely separate lists. I would... I would show you but there's a whiteboard but i uh, i also have lists that separate by class so okay that is an i'm glad to be validated with an awesome strategy okay. <laughs> i'm on my way into the sports industry okay no but uh thank you for sharing that and definitely guys you heard it here first so get yourselves organized <laughs> and get yourselves on task so with your day-to-day -day being 
so varied, right? You from one day to another, you have these differences in your tasks. Mm-hmm. What would you say is the most difficult aspect of your job? Or when something rolls along, what would you say can maybe put a wrench in the plan? Um, definitely something when something comes up that's very time sensitive, right? It mm. could be something like, hey, this needs to go out in like one hour or like, hey, this issue popped up. Like, let's say like if someone's at a land and they don't have a jersey, for example, or something like that. It's like, I'm not saying that's like what happened, but like those kind of time sensitive examples is uh, like, I guess what really throws a wrench in your day. It's like all of a sudden you're like, oh, everything's kind of done. You're relaxing and all of a sudden you have like 20 different messages and you're like, oh, kind of need to focus. But I guess that's like the only thing I could think about. Okay. So what I'm hearing is being able to navigate chaos and spontaneity is like the key esports skill. Right. Yeah, totally. (laughs) Okay, understood. And along with that, uh, along with that skill being necessary, what are some other lessons that you've learned in your time within the esports industry that maybe you could share with the audience right now? Um, I would say... Mm. And feel free to take your time because it's not an easy question. Yes, yeah, that's, that's kind of hard for sure. I guess like it goes all the way back to like how I got all like transitioned all the way to my team management position. But it's, like for me, I guess learning lesson I learned the most is believe in yourself and take a chance on yourself um, because that can get you so far. And yeah, mistakes are going to happen, but there, there should be a support system around you that will help you get back on your feet or, and it can suck sometimes, but um, in the end, usually it turns out for the better. So I guess just take a chance on yourself. Okay, understood. And the last question before we go for the night, Kat, Shade asks, how is working with coworkers remotely versus the times you are at HQ? Do you think this, is, this affects collaboration? It's like interesting. I would say for me, um, I don't really talk to like leadership on a day to day basis, right? Um, over online, but when I'm in office, they're right there. Um, sometimes I could just talk to leadership and get some clarity on stuff, and stuff gets done a lot smoother. But that doesn't mean we can't collaborate online, right? Like my social media team, I haven't met. Except Dunk, I haven't met any of them in person, but we work smoothly, we work hard, and I don't think not being uh, in the office together really affects that, um, and we still have a comfortable environment. I, for me, I guess just like being able to directly interact with leadership at headquarters is nice, but that's about it. Understood. And so with that, Kat, we finished our final question. Before we close out, do you have any personal comments that you'd like to add or anything you'd like to put out there before we finish up? Um, <laughs> see. I hope that this kind of gives some insight on what I'm doing. And I know, like, you know, it's kind of hard to see what's going on behind the scenes, especially with like the Japan side of stuff. I hope that kind of gives a little bit more clarity. And um, if you guys have questions, I. If you DM me them, I could try to answer them, but I'm 
not really good with responding back, but I'll try my best to get it back to them. So that's absolutely valid. So you guys heard if you're feeling like a lost little wooloo, you can go ahead and ask Kat for any questions, but don't expect a response back. Very busy person. She's got like three different, four <laughs> different roles to deal with. All right. Don't take it to heart. But uh, thank you so much for all of your questions, all of, or all of your answers to our questions for tonight. And folks, thank you guys for tuning in to TSMU's Q&A series. Go ahead and hit the follow button wherever you're watching this to keep tuned for further announcements, dates, interviews, etc. And make sure to join our Discord at discord.gg slash TSMUniversity. For now, tonight, we're going to be closing out and we'll see you in the next episode. All right. Thank you, everyone.